0: You are listening to the brooke snow podcast conversations to help you look forward with faith faith in yourself faith in god and faith in your own mission and purpose i'm your host brooke snow you have episode 24 holding space have you ever experienced the roller coaster of emotions Either your own or someone else's. <laughs> As humans, we can experience a full spectrum of emotion from the depths of despair to the highs of joy. And if we're not intentional, we can swing our emotions to whatever our environment is pulling us towards. Today's podcast is all about holding space. More specifically, the power we have to choose the emotion we want to have and to hold on to it despite the emotional pull of our environment or people around us to take us in a different direction. This is a great skill to have to help you be a support to other people as well as a support to yourself in whatever situation you may find yourself in. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available on Amazon for less than $10 and it's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you again to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. I read every review and I say a prayer of gratitude for each person who takes the time to give back this way. Podcasting can kind of feel lonely sometimes and it means so much to me to receive feedback and to know that taking the time to create these episodes makes a difference for you. If you have left a review, thank you. If you haven't left one yet and you have benefited in any way from this podcast, will you please leave a review today? Just pause the episode and tell me what has been your biggest takeaway so far. Today's review of the week comes from Triceratops. She says, Since discovering Brooke's podcast, my heart and mind have been filled with light and inspiration. Ideas that I have been putting off for quite some time have bubbled back up to the forefront of my mind, only now I have Brooke's encouragement and enthusiasm for following the Spirit, loving myself, and trusting God to go with them. Brooke's words have helped me to recognize that my ideas matter and that God is acutely aware of each one of us and wants us to create. Brooke is funny, educated, and fun to listen to. I love hearing about all the resources she uses to develop her ideas. It's clear she has put in a lot of honest work and speaks from experience, allowing her wisdom to resonate in a very real way. I am inspired by each and every one of her episodes and have implemented just about all of her suggestions, including reconnecting with Ayurvedic wisdom and prayer journaling to name a few. I was so grateful for her episode acknowledging the dark side. Her words were just what I needed to help snap myself out of a spiral downward that was quickly pulling me off course. The technique of telling Satan to take a hike really does work. Thank you, Brooke. Keep up the wonderful work. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Triceratops, for such an encouraging review. I am delighted that you have implemented and reconnected to so many of the tools that we've talked about here and that you feel the difference that those small and simple things can make in your life. Isn't it so awesome? Oh, I love it. Thank you for being an example of someone who listens and takes action. We live in a culture where it's easy to consume information. It says so much about your character that you go beyond it and you practice it. Way to go. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your ratings and reviews and your shares are what makes this podcast possible. So thank you for listening and sharing. So today's episode, let's talk about holding space. I first heard this term holding space in my yoga class. The yoga teacher explained that it was her job to hold the space for everyone, and I figured that meant that she was responsible for keeping everyone focused and present in the class. And I've also heard this term used in counseling. Anytime you support someone going through a difficult experience, you hold the space for them to process and progress through their challenge. You help them feel safe to go through that experience. It's a really beautiful term and a beautiful skill that can bless your life and the life of those around you. Today I want to share something fascinating with you about the science of holding space. For me, understanding the science of how this works has tremendously helped me have the ability to practice this with more intention. To begin, it's important to understand that every emotion that we feel has a vibrational frequency. We already intuitively know this. When you say, oh, she's in high spirits, it's a reference to her emotions being at a high vibrational frequency. When you say, he's in low spirits, it's a reference to his emotions being at a low vibrational frequency. Low vibration emotions would be feelings such as depression, anger, jealousy, sadness, grief, loneliness, fear, or many others. High vibration emotions would be feelings such as love, joy, peace, gratitude, optimism, hope, delight, awe, and wonder. In fact, when you consider the deeper meaning of the word depression, it indicates in its very name that it is low. It is depressed. It is lower than the natural state of happiness that we were designed to function at. For God said, men are that they might have joy. He created us to exist in the vibrational frequency of joy. When we're not living life at this frequency, we are depressed. We are feeling lower vibration emotions that are below our natural state of being. A few years ago, I was reading the book The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. This book completely opened my understanding of how emotional vibrations work and what it truly means to hold space. In his book, Dr. Nelson describes a demonstration that he would perform at his seminars using tuning forks. He had a collection of tuning forks of different frequencies or pitches. He would strike one so that it was vibrating and all of the other tuning forks that had not been struck would begin to vibrate at the same frequency. Even though he hadn't struck them. And even when he silenced the tuning fork that he had struck, the others would continue to resonate at that same frequency. This wasn't just because there's something special about tuning forks. (laughs) This is actually how vibration works. So let's apply this to an everyday life situation. Imagine that you have been driving your car home to your house. It's been a peaceful drive. You're feeling good and you walk inside your home and you come upon a conversation happening between two family members and it is heated and upsetting. There is a strong vibrational frequency of anger and irritation that is resonating in the room. And the cells in your body, they start to vibrate at the same frequency. Now even though you had nothing to do with the reason behind these strong feelings, and you had also felt totally calm just moments before, now you feel these feelings too. Because now you are vibrating at the same emotional frequency. The opposite can also be true. And I'm sure you've had the experience of encountering people who are full of light and joy, and you feel their emotional frequency totally lift you up. There's one family friend that I'm thinking of right now, and every time she sees me or every time I go to her house, she opens the door and she says, totally with joy, she says, (laughs) And it's like she sings my name and it is so full of light and love and joy that it wouldn't even matter how I had been feeling right before. I feel my own emotional vibration totally rise to match hers. Now, in both of these examples, one person held on to the emotion they were feeling and the other person matched them or synchronized to them, just like the tuning forks. You have likely experienced this millions of times in your life. But here's where it gets interesting. Dr. Nelson states that when you have two vibrations that don't match, energetically, the way the universe works is to seek balance. One must synchronize to the other. But what about those moments when you have an angry person in the same room as a joyous person? Who is it that's going to be the one that synchronizes to the other? Dr. Nelson says that when you have two opposing emotions, one must synchronize to the other or they must leave the space. Now, I've certainly had times where I have felt joy and I've entered a space with negative emotions and I've chosen to leave because I wanted to hold on to my joy. (laughs) And I've had times where I felt angry And I've come into the presence of happy people, and I have chosen to leave because I wanted to hold on to my anger. And I've also found myself feeling angry and have been in the presence of people feeling peace. And I've felt myself level out and calm down. I synchronize to their vibrational frequency. Why? because they held the space for me. They chose to remain in a state of peace despite my anger and because I didn't leave and because they didn't leave, I began to calm and seek balance by matching their vibration. When I began to understand how vibration works, holding space suddenly took on a whole new meaning for me. Holding space for me means that I can choose my emotion and I can hold on to that vibration as a means to help another person who is feeling something lower. When the scriptures invite us to mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort, I imagine that this is what it truly means. I hold the vibration for them in their time of suffering so that they too might feel comforted. I feel comfort for them so that they can synchronize to that vibration and feel it as well. Sounds simple enough, right? (laughs) Except when it's not. Except when you have an angry child lash out at you, or a friend misinterprets your words and becomes offended, or you get on social media and you witness heated political debates or disagreements or any other number of scenarios when the world reacts. It can be so quick and easy to react and synchronize to their lower vibrations almost instantly. Our world today is very reactive, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine instead of holding strong in truth. We can easily experience our emotions tossing to and fro with every dramatic event that occurs, or we can learn more about how to hold the space we can leave the environment, or we can hold true to the feelings that we want to keep. So if you're wondering how to start being intentional in your skill of holding space, start simply by noticing how you feel. Notice how you respond to the feelings of others. When you become aware of what you're feeling and you notice when you allow yourself to synchronize to the negative emotions of others, This is the first step at learning how to hold space. You have to first be aware. So begin by practicing the art of noticing. A friend of mine recently started teaching early morning seminary class to teenagers in her ward. And she confided in me that she noticed herself feeling insecure around them, and she wanted to be cool enough. And as we got talking about this, we realized that these were not her feelings, these are actually the feelings of the teenagers, and she was synchronizing to those thoughts and feelings. We talked about what a difference she could make by going into the class, holding the space of, I am enough, I belong, I am safe, to actually hold the space for these kids so they could let go of those insecurities while they were with her and feel very different. Now, I've had countless experiences as a parent where I have witnessed my children explode with anger. And the times that I intentionally choose to hold the space for them and remain peaceful and calm, it has been as if a miracle occurred. <laughs> now, be it noted, I still have moments I don't hold space at all. And I feel myself sink to anger and frustration and try to resolve the situation in those feelings. And it never works well. <laughs> However, I will never forget the first time I tried holding space for an angry child. My son was super upset about something and he violently ran up the stairs, thrashing his body all about. And I happened to be at the top of the stairs. And as he ran up, I wrapped my arms around his body as he fell to the floor in anger. And I just held him. I didn't even say anything. I just focused completely on staying in a vibration of love and peace. And I have never in my whole life as his mother seen him process anger so quickly. I spoke calmly and perhaps maybe it was even more powerful because I was holding him close, but the anger left. It flowed right out of him And he calmed down. I held the space. Now, I don't do this every time. I'm human and I am still working on this skill. (laughs) But I'm getting better at it. And I can testify to the power of holding space. I've also noticed a direct correlation to the times that I hold space well, as opposed to the times that I don't. The times I hold space well is directly linked to how much I have allowed God to hold space for me. I used to pray by saying words. (laughs) I would list things I was thankful for, I'd ask for what I needed, and then I'd be done. And I've probably said years worth of prayers filled with the feelings of anxiety and worry only to hop up for my knees and carry on, <laughs> still feeling those feelings, completely unaware of the power of God to hold space for me. This is why I love meditation so much. It has restructured my experience of prayer to allow for time and space to truly connect to God. God, who, by the way, is a God of love. Peace, joy, gentleness, goodness, faith, long-suffering, meekness, and mercy. Isn't it interesting that his character is described by the feelings which he holds to? If I actually allow myself to sit with him and to truly connect with him, I feel the feelings of God inside me. When God says, be still and know that I am God, I imagine that he's inviting us to allow him to hold space for us. Be still. Stop doing all the talking in your prayer. (laughs) Sit. Don't run off. Be still. Truly connect and know that I am God. Know that I am love. I am kind. I am peace. I am gentle, I am good, I am meek, and I am mercy. Why does he want us to be still and know this? Because when we are still with him long enough, he holds the space for us to feel him inside. He has spoken saying the words, the kingdom of God is within you. Love is in you, gentleness, goodness, faith, mercy, peace, and joy, all those things that make God who he is, are inside me and inside you. And when we connect with him and allow him to hold the space for us, we rise and we feel that inside our own bodies as well. I have to say my own meditative prayer practice has developed. (laughs) As it has developed, so has my ability to hold that space for others. It's a natural progression. If I am already connected to those feelings inside me, I'm not so easily swayed when I encounter the lower vibrations and emotions of those around me. I can hold the space because really, God is still holding the space for me. When all is said and done, the atonement of Jesus Christ is the most ultimate act of holding space that has ever been performed. He felt every pain, every negative emotion, every sin, every limiting thought, every sickness for every person. And he didn't react and become those feelings. He felt it, yes, he felt it, but he stayed in the vibration of love. He holds the space for each of us. It's no wonder that he's called the rock. It's my hope that I have created a new understanding of what it means to hold the space for someone else. You have the power to perform miracles in the lives of those around you as you hold space for them. And you grow in this skill as you become practice at allowing the Lord to hold the space for you. If this concept is compelling to you, and you want to increase your skill at holding space in your life, I invite you to join me in my Christian meditation class. Right now I'm offering students a free buddy pass so you can invite a friend to join you in the class for free. For 40 days we will practice Christ-centered meditation. Evolving my prayers to become meditative prayer has totally changed my life, and most importantly my relationship to God. I no longer have anxiety or PTSD, I have dramatically increased my ability to hold space for my kids and not react to their emotions, as well as hold space and not react to the emotions of others. If this is calling to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes or on my website at brooksnow.com. Imagine your life holding space and look forward with faith. Thank you so much for listening.